Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, hello. What's up, everybody? It is Lizzie Langston. I just realized the baby monitor is in the screen. So if you're watching me on YouTube, you can see the monitor. Baby Ren is asleep. Yep, double checking. Although my husband's home now. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. Welcome back, y'all. So in last week's episode, we talked about one of my favorite things, which is why the hell does anxiety seem to come out of nowhere? Sometimes you might see it coming and building, sort of like you can see the clouds in the sky and you're like, ooh, there's a storm rolling in. You can make your preparations accordingly. But other times it's like, what the? It's sunny outside and it just started raining, right? Like sometimes anxiety kind of shows up like that. Well, in today's episode, we're going to get into my reasons that I have come up with that I believe I call them root cause reasons, okay? I am a really big fan of managing symptoms. I take an antidepressant. I love managing my symptoms. But I will not be fooled to believe that managing the symptom is the same as getting to the root cause, right? And I don't, I don't mess around with mental health. I have been in a very dark place. Y'all know if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I've been in a very dark place. I've been dysfunctional, like literally not able to take care of my own children, hardly able to take care of myself. We had to move in with in-laws. So I've been at the low, low lows of the mental health world. And so I don't mess around. And so I settle for nothing less than getting to the root cause of anxiety and depression. I took six years after I had, okay, so I had three kids in four years. If you don't know this about me, I'm like, hi, I'm Lizzie. I had three kids in four years by choice, was ready to go. I was like, boom, boom, let's go. I mean, I as in we as in my husband and I, right? And then had two really intense mental health crises and birth trauma. So I said, okay, Before I have any more children pass through this vessel of mine, I will understand from the inside out how the hell my brain just freaking flipped on me. (laughs) Like, what was that? That's not cool. So scary. So humiliating, right? All the things you guys know. You're postpartum women. I get it. You get it. And so I seriously, I became a student of it. I mean, I started with a life coaching program. I joined some life coaches membership, really loved it, but it just wasn't very postpartum specific. I worked with a few different therapists. I worked with spiritual, you know, shamans and I did all sorts of research and tried mindfulness. And I just like integrated lots of different kinds of ways to help myself. And the best part was I got a lot of results. So my life totally changed. And then I made it my job to start teaching it to women. And I started coaching women. And for the last five years, I've coached women. So for the last 10 years, I've been doing this work. But for the last five, I've had this business, the postpartum coach. And I've been literally like in the trenches with the women, holding their hands, mentoring them and teaching them and experimenting on them in some ways 
to figure out the most optimal ways to say these things. And also coming back to today's episode, I have figured out, and I'm always learning, right? We're always learning, but I really feel like I've cracked the code on some of the biological reasons as to why we experience anxiety. When I say biological, I'm talking life coach biological, okay? I'm not a biologist. You will not be hearing technical sciencey terms here. I'm talking about a mom of four life coach level. All right. So let's dive into some of these root cause reasons. Before I tell you these, I want you to know that if you prefer to see me all dressed up and fancy with a candle lit in the background and incense burning as I walk you through these in a video format for 20 minutes, I take, I spend about five or six minutes on each of these four reasons, which will be longer than what I'm going to be able to spend today on the podcast, please go to lizzylangston.com forward slash mini course and get my brand spanking new mini course called Get Out of the Postpartum Rut, baby. It's actually minus the baby. It's just called Get Out of the Postpartum Rut. And it's not for babies. It's for moms, okay? Um, lizzylangston.com forward slash mini course. It's also just at lizzylangston.com. It's everywhere all over my website. It is my number one most downloaded thing. I have women download it every single day. And I just redid it. And a, my girl, wanna, okay, I met someone on the internet by the synchronicities of the universe. And I was like, hey, I'll give you my course for free if you tell me what you loved about my mini course because I'm redoing it and I want to make it even better. And so literally I've been like looking at my last few versions of it that I did and I've, it's just, it's so good. All right, I'll stop ranting. Okay, I'm just really excited about it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you love it. I hope you like my earrings. Okay, I want you to tell me if you like what I did with my earrings. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I had mixed feelings about it. Okay, so let's get into the root cause reasons for anxiety, right? Because we're not going to settle for anything less than the root cause. So the first one is um, hypervigilance. And I'm not going to like super, super overexplain this. I feel like a lot of people overexplain it. But postpartum is a vulnerable time, right? So many changes. And so in order to kind of compensate for the vulnerability that we feel sometimes as women, especially if we don't feel like we have really, really solid support. If you feel like your relationship with your partner either was rocky before postpartum or is rocky during postpartum, or maybe you know you have every intention of it being good and strong, but you're just not feeling seen, you're not feeling understood, you don't feel supported. And can I just make a little quick caveat? I just had my fourth baby this last summer. I paid for a postpartum doula. Like I saved up money like like a nervous investor lady. <laughs> I paid for a postpartum doula. I paid for, um, I had a therapist. I uh, I have two best friends that are life coaches, so I had some coaching happening too. Let's see. Um, and acupuncture all the way through my pregnancy. I did so much. I had so much support. I had my parents come in town after I had the baby and I was still intensely overwhelmed and did feel at times undersupported. So that just goes to show how vulnerable we really are on the inside of our, it's like, it's not just circumstantial, like help with the baby. Oh, and I hired a sleep um, helper this time around. We did, my husband and I, and we still were just like, so it was so intense. So it's it's an intense, um, sensitive time. And so our body can respond by being hypervigilant. And what this means is 
we can just hear sounds more loudly. And that sounds like a simple thing, but you know, when I have three kids at home and they make a lot of sounds and the baby crying, it can become a real problem that really builds up and creates anxiety. It's essentially overstimulation. Um, so hypervigilance is when your nervous system and the part of you that feels your survival is threatened goes on high alert. And when we feel undersupported, that can happen. Okay. So that's reason number one that we experience anxiousness, especially if it's beyond your typical normal postpartum. There's so much more I want to say on this. So if you want to hear more and go further in depth, please go get the free mini course. Okay. Number two, emotional buildup. And this is kind of my favorite one to talk about. I have a couple of brothers who are dentists. And so let's go into this analogy. Kind of like when you, um, you know, have plaque on your teeth and you go to the dentist is why you go to the dentist is to get a deep cleaning, not just any cleaning, a deep cleaning, right? So it's like your dental hygiene. Um, there can be emotional buildup in your life. And for whatever reason, my love, can we just talk about how this isn't necessarily convenient, but evolutionarily speaking, I can see how it's effective, but it's not really easy or convenient to deal with. Um, for some reason, postpartum seems to be a time where the body's like, yep, it's time for that that dental cleaning, that deep cleaning. And you're like, literally, can you imagine you know, having a dentist appointment that you scheduled two weeks postpartum that you could have scheduled six months postpartum, but you look on your calendar and you're like, great okay, now I got to figure out who's going to take the baby or do I take the baby? Is she going to cry? Am I going to breastfeed? Do I got to grab a bottle? Like what am I, you know, so many complications. It's kind of how it is um, (laughs) with this emotional buildup. So your body can decide that it's time to release some of this, um, this emotion that's built up. But this is why you can experience anxiety because remember the signal, anxiety is a signal communicating to you that there is a reason to go look under the hood, if you will. Like you're not a car, but if you were, anxiety would be your check engine light. Go look under the hood. And one of the things you would find under the hood, one of the root causes of your anxiety is emotional buildup. So what emotional buildup can look like in the short term would be like maybe yesterday you had an argument with your sister-in-law or I don't know, whoever you tend to argue with, your partner. And you're still kind of mad about it. And then you see your partner today and you're having a normal conversation, but it doesn't go normal because you're still upset. And so you get snarky. Okay. So that's emotional buildup and it does impact your behavior, right? You turn snarky and you have a hard time keeping your emotions in check. But then there's longer term buildup, older stuff. So stuff since we were born, did you know that your body stores emotions since you were born? Okay. It's so fascinating. Your body has a system that essentially, you know, your program for survival, and I'll just kind of say this real quick, but your program for survival, right? And part of surviving is also knowing when you are emotionally safe, right? So just like your body is constantly, your brain's constantly scanning to see if you are in physical danger. Sometimes you can sense that you're in emotional danger or emotional neglect. And when's the, when that is the case, instead of talking about your issues and processing them as they come up in real time growing up, you just put them in your body and store them for later. You'll deal with them later. And you kind of make that pact with yourself on a subconscious level to get through the day, to get through the, the weeks or months. So how many of us had parents who 
we're kind of not very open to talking about emotions, right? So if that was the kind of parent you had, or to some degree, you probably stored a lot in your body and this stuff gets stored and there it is, the anxiety telling you that it's time to go look under that hood and it needs to be just like your oil oil needs to get changed. Some of your emotions need to get released. So that one's fascinating too. Um, that one really does impact behavior as well. Um, number three, you are living in some degree of self-neglect or self-deception, consciously or not consciously. It could be an inherited behavior. It could be programming, something that you were taught that was kind of written onto your blank slate of a brain when you were a kid, but that wasn't exactly chosen by you because you weren't old enough to choose, but then you're an adult and there it is. It's still coming up. So I believe that anxiety and depressiveness come up to get our attention. And I think I've said this before, but they come up to get our attention, to pull us inward to, excuse me, to then take inventory of the way we are living and possibly to help change our trajectory. So one of the things that I believe anxiety and depressiveness are trying to do or are quote symptoms, and I don't say air quotes to like dismiss, be dismissive because they can be really scary and serious. And I do believe that there's a purpose to them. They're not just there to torture you. They're not just there because you're broken. That um, anxiety and depression come up as a compassionate message, messengers, compassionate messengers from your subconscious to say, um, you're not on the, the best path here or we're done. We're done with you putting yourself last all the time. We're done with you settling for full-time stay-at-home mom when you don't actually want to do that. It's totally fine if you want to do that. But if you don't and you are, then your body's going to let you know eventually. And anxiety and depression aren't the only ways that our bodies talk to us, right? We have diseases or disorders or discomfort and back pain or feet pain. And every different part of the body is a different message. It's so fascinating. Um, I'm trying to think of the book I have. It is called, oh my gosh, it's right over there. I will link it in the show notes, but there's this incredible book. It's like 500 pages and it goes through every single part of your body, including internal and external and the diseases and the, the, the issues and the pain that you can experience in those places. And it gives a suggestion of the emotional root causes. So um, anxiety and depression are just two of many physical and mental and emotional issues we can experience because we are lying to ourselves, we're neglecting ourselves, we're out of alignment, we don't feel worthy. There's some underlying issue. And so in my live coaching, which is inside of my membership, Postpartum Freedom, holy freaking heck, I have a membership. It's brand new. Oh, I'm so pumped, you guys. I'm so freaking happy about it. I'm like, if you see me in the video, I'm just holding my face. It's very, it's just very, feels like the culmination of the last five years. It feels like the place for the moms. It just feels like water in the desert. Anyway, um, yeah, we get to the bottom. Uh, I don't remember what I was even saying. I just got so excited <laughs> about the membership. But um, yeah, your body talks to you. How about that? That is the summary statement. Your body talks to you. So what we've been trained to think of as symptoms, I believe are symptoms. You can treat them as symptoms, like get them taken care of and also look under the hood. They are talking to you, baby. The way our body speaks to us is through sensation, whether it's pain, 
you know, like our ankle just goes weird or whether it's anxiety, which is emotional pain, depression, emotional pain, emotional debt. It's fascinating. So that is the third reason is that you are living in some degree of self-neglect or self-deception consciously or not consciously. It could be an inherited behavior or programmed and anxiety and depression are telling you it's time to be done. Get your attention. Let's change things up. Okay. And the fourth and final reason that I have for now, because I feel like I'm always exploring and adding to this list, but I will say this list hasn't changed much over the last couple of years. As I keep working with, you know, dozens of women, I, I find that this one really does explain it the best. All these, these four. Um, so fourth reason is generational healing. So another analogy, just like our dentist analogy, um, spring cleaning. I clean out my closet uh, every year. Well, okay, I try to, <laughs> but I do definitely try to um, do do some spring cleaning before school starts. And then I like to do some cleaning out, especially of the toys and such before Christmas so that when the kids open some new things, there's space for them and places for them so they don't get lost and broken and all those reasons, right? Similarly, um, our body does this. Postpartum seems to be a time when, evolutionarily speaking, the intelligence of our body like, sees a need to clean out the toxic patterns, the outdated things from earlier in the lineage, um, to then clear the way for a better you and for the next generation to be less burdened by some of that stuff. Now, obviously, the goal is not to get rid of everything so that your kids have this, you know, challenge-free life. It's very tempting to try to just take all the pain away from them. I believe that they're made and built, we're all built to hold some pain. And we don't want to keep it forever. And it would be nice if we didn't, but it's okay. It's okay if you pass on some crap to your kids, your parents passed on crap to you, you you lived to tell, the, to tell the story. So I don't want you to like, you know, get too perfectionistic about this. However, postpartum is not just the time after we have the baby. It's like this portal to this generational cleanout period. And it can be really intense, but it's intense anyway. So if you're going to be intensely postpartum, you might as well do some generational spring cleaning and clear out some toxic patterns. And that is one of the things I'm passionate about. And I'm like, sorry, not sorry that I keep plugging my membership. It just happens to be really on my mind. But I um, I kind of have a, a hobby and a passion of watching women feel unburdened through taking out their programming and their patterns from their parents and stuff in their adulthood. Some, some For some of us, you know, having children is the first time our functioning got a little wacky. And we've never really had to do this inner work because we were just sailing along happily, you know, earning money and having babies and whatever. And so I'm glad for you. If you find yourself really in it postpartum, I'm seriously glad for you because you are going to be the generational chain breaker. There's no other way to say it. If you're up for the challenge, you can be the generational chain breaker. Come into my program. It's full of them. I mean, I'm one and you are one and all the women in my program are straight up badass moms and they are generational chain breaking and they're doing it while they're also raising babies. So one thing as I've done this, this is just a super candid moment that I kind of off script for a second, but as I have, you know, 
seen lots of therapists and life coaches and done programs and memberships, you know, over the last 10 years, well, nine years of um, finding coaching and really getting into the mental health space. I literally don't know what I was going to say. Hold on. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Okay. So basically the art of implementing this work while having babies is you just have to realize that you're going to switch back and forth between finishing raising yourself and all of your inner children that kind of got frozen during really intense and maybe unsupported or neglected times during your childhood, which that doesn't mean your parents are bad. Just means that you didn't have the tools and skills you needed to process what you were processing. So there's still wounding inside of you. So you're going to go with me in our program, like, you know, or whoever you're going to go through, you're going to find those wounds, you're going to heal them. And then you're going to go and you're going to watch your children being wounded and it's going to trigger you. It's going to suck. You're going to be like, how come nobody told me about this? So one of the downsides, I should say, of doing this internal work is that your awareness to how this all happens as a child and then moving into adulthood gets heightened. It can be it can be tempting to want to save your children from everything. And I did that for like a year when I was really deep in my inner child and trauma work. I noticed it really messed with my parenting because I just didn't want them to. I was constantly projecting my childhood pain onto my children, even though those are two separate things. My brain got confused sometimes. And so it made my parent, like I didn't want to hold boundaries and I was just kind of wishy-washy and I would like overextend myself. And just recently, honestly, I feel like I finally like saw that I was doing that and was able to just be like, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like when it comes to being a generational chain breaker and doing this internal work with coaching, um, it's it is intense because you're you're raising, you're finishing essentially raising these parts of yourself while you're also nurturing and raising your kids. And I will just say, like, tip of the day. It's just going to require a lot of time for you. But what it will give you in return is quality connection and authentic, real deep connection with your kids and with yourself and in your marriage or your partnership. And that, my friend, is what life is made out of. I mean, the the quality of our relationship is relationships to me is everything. There's no amount of money or time, um, you know, or any good behavior that could compensate, any good momming that could compensate from just a real genuine authentic connection where we know how to repair when we've made a mistake and we build and get stronger together as a couple or as a, a mother and child through our, um, you know, human moments. And that is my goal in the membership, you know, in my coaching with women in postpartum freedom is I want you to feel free of the mom guilt. And I also want you to feel free of the programming. And I want you to feel free of the burden that sits on your shoulders all the time. Um, So yeah, you know, thinking you need to make your kids' lives awesome. Like if you just focus on connecting with and healing and nurturing and loving all the parts of you that kind of got frozen in those intense moments growing up. And if you don't understand what I'm saying about that, by the way, just get the free mini course. It will make more sense. And I'm sorry if I didn't super thoroughly go over it. Um, But as you learn 
to nurture your inner world, you will be the best nurturer to your kids. And that doesn't mean you're going to be their savior and save them from everything. It means you're going to really be able to connect with them in their human moments or their hard moments of their human existence. You're going to so, so, so get it. And you're going to be emotionally available for them. And it's going to feel like real, probably more real than your relationship with your parents felt. So it's really exciting. Okay. So those are the four reasons to review. We have number one, hypervigilance from the vulnerability and the nervous system is heightened because of, you know, literally we just had a baby. We're like sometimes still bleeding. All the ways we're vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable. So hypervigilance, that can cause anxiety and depression. Number two, emotional buildup, short-term and longer-term from when you were a kid. Number three, you're out of alignment, whether it's self-neglect, your personal authority is hindered in some way. Maybe you're not being honest with yourself or others about what you want, who you really are. And then number four, generational healing, pattern breaking, spring cleaning is happening. We are releasing. So the anxiety is saying it's time to release. I want to release. I want to release. I want to release. So get in a space where you can safely release. Whether you work with a therapist, if you want to come join postpartum freedom and be with a bunch of moms, we all work as one unit. So when I coach one mom, I'm coaching you. When I coach you, the other moms are getting what they need from it too. So it's amazing. It's so cool. Um, So yeah, you can go to lizzielangston.com forward slash work with me to find out more about the resources I have for you. And um, I would love to help you in any way that you want. And I'm just saying that mini course is pretty rad. I worked really hard on it and I hope you like my earrings and I want to know what you think of it. (laughs) So you can email me lizzie at lizzielangston.com and I hope you enjoy it. Okay. I hope this blew your mind, frankly. I mean, I know I'm all calm over here talking about this because I say it all the time, but this is very mind-blowing stuff and I haven't heard it anywhere. And so, you know, if you need a little minute to process this, take it. I get it. Really be with it. Think about some of these, maybe even journal on them tonight. If you haven't left me a review, leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. It so helps this podcast reach other moms. And frankly, they want to know what you think of the podcast. They don't want to know what I think of it. They want to know what the other listeners have to say about it. So drop them a line, be a good Samaritan. I don't know. Good person. Okay. Talk to you next week, loves. Bye-bye. Thank you from the bottom of my life coach heart for listening to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, for sharing it with your friends and for leaving reviews. You guys are the reason that this podcast has grown. And I just want to say thank you. You can go to lizzielangston.com forward slash work with me. I have been creating brand new, amazing resources for you guys. I'm so pumped about them. Go to lizzielangston.com forward slash work with me and check them out right now. Don't forget the get out of the postpartum rep mini course. It's so good. (laughs) 